we'll stop pretending to sit back, relax, and chat back that we believe in. Talk about our favorite comic book, book. our favorite lyric hook, hook. all these new stories of your shady crook. Welcome to the Bad Sun. Welcome to the Bad Sun. If you're hearing this, you're listening to us broadcasting from the Kingdom of Nye. East of the Rockies, you are on the air. This is the Bad Sons. The Bad Sons Broadcast. Hello. Welcome. If you know what that song is, then you are in the right place. Uh, That is the clothing... Closing... (laughs) Theme song from the infamous Art Bell Coast to Coast show. Have you heard of this show, Connor? Absolutely. It's the only place to get this information. (laughs) Oddly enough, you can't find anything online that is in any way reputable, even though, I don't know. Let's let's talk about this. What information is this that you're you're discussing? Any fringe science news? Any anything conspiracies? Conspiracies? Anything like that? Magic, aliens, teleportation, time travel, ghosts. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Holes, big holes. (laughs) Uh, So why don't you? um, How about this? This week we were going to do top five conspiracies, but there's way too many to go through there's so many good ones so many bad ones that we just wanted to talk about so we're just gonna kind of throw some ideas out there of a bunch that we just want to talk about and later on i'll make up uh top five with connor and uh the end of our show we'll pick our top five and i think that'll be it we'll just kind of throw everything in the pile and just pick and choose out of the group what do you think about that absolutely absolutely okay well why don't you uh get us started I have I have a bunch saved up, but I have to root through internet files to get them going. So okay, so uh, the first theory that I personally subscribe to is the one uh, cognitive resonance, which is the idea that our brains communicate telepathically with each <laughs> other, and uh, this is done using alpha waves, beta waves, and potentially other waves that our heads, our bodies give off. And uh, through this, we basically just pick up um, pick up thoughts from other people. But the reason that it's not just so clear-cut as speaking or writing in communication or drawing is that this communication works through set structures in the brain. So if you have different set structures from another individual, they could be giving off um, the vibe about an orange and they're seeing like the fruit in their mind, but then... It's just that their set structure is so simple that they're giving off this alpha wave or beta wave. You're picking it up and you're seeing the color orange or you're seeing like an orange painting that you relate to the word orange or the feeling of orange. And This is a, a real thing that, that you've, you've studied a little bit? So. Yeah, I've uh, dealt with it like... It, it just kind of started happening over the course of the last year. Oh, you've experienced it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the time that I experienced it, I had been spending a lot of time with my one friend who I do a lot of um, creative work with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I not, thought you were going to say uh, recreational no. uh, sandwiches as a oh we how smoked I met a shitload of weed. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe that I think that actually amplifies it for sure is um, the smoking of marijuana and other psychedelics in general, but. 
basically it's I think what hanging out with the person who you're communicating in this way with I think it helps because you're basically well your set, set structures are becoming more and more similar the more you converse and talk and and just do the same thing so you'll start to get like uh, cohesive images and ideas in your head and you'll just eventually I was getting to the point where it all started I went to his house and um, he mentioned watching Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on Netflix and I was like oh that's fucking weird I just watched that last night and I thought he'd just seen my Netflix uh, queue or whatever and it turned out I I had forgotten that I watched it on DVD, so there's no way in hell he could have seen that. Hmm. And uh, so then I didn't say anything. I didn't want to, like, flag him off so that he was, like, trying to get it. And then I typed in Rick and Morty on Google. And then he's like, oh, man, we should watch another episode of that show. And I was like, what show? Kind of just like, what are you going to say? So you feel like you guys were communicating. Completely on the same wavelength. subconsciously, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, interesting. And then I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to test this. And I think there's one more thing I can't remember exactly what it was. So I'm not even going to try to guess. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, at this point, uh, it was three things in a row that he had basically just, like, come up with. And I was, like, thinking about them, and he would just, like, mention them. And we seemed to be on the exact wavelength. So I wanted to f- do a final test just to see. I went, I was plugging in the TV to show him the newest episode of Rick and Morty. And I basically, I was like, okay, I'm going to clear my mind. I'm going to picture something or someone, a person, place, or thing in my mind. And uh, and you'll, if you are really reading my mind right now, or uh, just tell me what I'm thinking. So I cleared my mind completely and completely devoted all mental energy to focusing on this thing. And I said, what am I thinking about? And immediately he said, Asa Akira. And that was the exact person that I've been thinking about at that moment. And it just, it, four things in a row. And I, how much coincidence are you willing to fucking believe? Because I mean, for, like, for me, that was for, proof enough. For somebody who knows you, though, all of those things are things that you mention regularly. Like, if it were The Hitchhiker's today, Guide was not. And then yeah. uh, Rick and Morty, he didn't even know the name of the show at the time. Asa Kira, of course, yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. But how would, he, <laughs> how would he know that that's what I chose? He, he probably, most people yeah, would be like, strange. oh. Or what's it called again? Uh, cognitive resonance. Cognitive resonance. And actually, there's this is actually displayed in uh, our physical reality with pianos. If you hit a C note on a piano and there's another piano in the room, you can actually watch the C note uh, resonate, like vibrate as a result of hitting the other one. And that's, it's waves. It's just waves traveling across space and then it hits that tonal uh, string or whatever on the piano and just makes it vibrate as well. See, so like, if you can hack into someone else's wavelength or just be able to think the way they think, you could potentially be picking up on alpha waves and beta waves that are shown to radiate off our heads. Do you feel like um, that would be able to work with anybody? Like if you were to walk up to a stranger on the street and ask them that question, they'd be able to do it? Or do you feel like it only works with people that you're so closely related to, like um, either like a girlfriend or family member or like even a best friend? Like, like, kind of like, um, yeah, it has to be like tele- telepathic yeah. bromance, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, let's go get some ice cream, you I know? Will, I was going to say Subway. But, <laughs> yeah. See, like, we, we aren't on the same brain yeah. length right now, but that's you, good because if we were, though. then we wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah. We'd be communicating. 
Oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely agree with that. But you think I think it's, that, it's mostly just people who are like around you enough that kind of. Do you feel like people like tune into each other's frequencies? Is what oh, I'm trying to ask. Ab- absolutely, we all have like a different like frequency that these waves are being given off at, and I think that's a huge part. Is like if you're the observer, or you're the one trying to intercept these like thoughts or like ideas or whatever, convert them into your own set structures. I think what you really need to do is be meditative, have an open mind, and then expand your set structures. Like get more and more detailed. It's a lot of like color, like. People who think of there only being like seven or eight colors or whatever the fuck you define it as, like red, <laughs> orange, yeah, all those. It's like, well, then there's also pink and there's like aqua and indigo. And the more and more you get, the more, the more you expand your mind. Maybe the more you can pick up from other people just by seeing them. And I've definitely that's felt in, that within the last year. The more yeah, I've meditated. Yours seem to be so far with the first one down. Seem to be a lot more realistic and and. Highly plausible compared oh, to mine. Oh, we'll get to the other ones. I have some pretty wild ones. Okay. Um, I'll throw me. I'll throw one out there. Um, Please. Over the past couple of weeks, me and Connor have been gradually planning this conspiracy thing. And uh, inspiring. As, about as it. I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, one of my favorite things to listen to are old Art Bell Coast to Coast AM shows. And uh, I recently found a website online where I downloaded over 600 episodes of old Art Bell shows. Glorious. It's uh, like 12 years of Art Bell, and uh, it's basically been my past week since we've recorded the last podcast, and I've just been listening to random theories and stuff. And uh, one of my favorite ones from that show that I, I've listened to, it's not Cottage Cheese. I actually hate Cottage Cheese. thinking about Cottage Cheese. Um, one of the best stories on that show, actually, St. Louis there's Rams. a couple of them that are on here, actually, that I just realized, but, um, yeah, like, the one that I tried showing you today, this morning, I said, hey, I want to talk about this, um, I went upstairs for a bit, and when I came down, it was shut off, so I don't know if that was our, our guest from last week or what, but, I think it was, it's, um, it was. It was a guy who called into the Art Bell show claiming that he had a bottomless hole in the backyard of his uh, property. Uh, so when I say bottomless hole in the backyard, that makes Connor laugh because he's, oh, absolutely. <laughs> he uh, automatically thinks of... Uh, and this is a rimmed hole, right? Yes, it, it had a, a stoned rim. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's called... Um, Mel's Hole, appropriately. Uh, the guy who owned the property is Mel Waters. That's cool as and shit. He, he called in saying he lowered down uh, 80,000 feet worth of fishing test line. And uh, when he weighed it, it, it didn't weigh anything anymore. And uh, like it, it weighed exactly what it should have. So it, it was deeper than 80,000 feet. And uh, he was doing all these different tests and stuff on it. And <clears throat> he called in Art Bell and he told Art about it. And then uh, the next week, he called back in saying, hey, Art, after our, our broadcast last week, uh, government agents showed up to my property and told me I'm not allowed back on it. They said there's a plane crash that's going on. But uh, they seem to be doing a bunch of tests and stuff on his property. So his whole thing was if there was actually a plane crash, uh, it would have been in the papers, it would have been in the news, it would have been in anything. But instead... In his specific 
property, coincidentally, if that's what you're willing to believe. Yeah. Uh, a week later, the government agents show up after he broadcasts this on uh, Art Bell. So that this this intrigued me originally when I heard this first broadcasting. But doing more research, I actually um, I found out that uh, he found out there was another hole in Nevada somewhere. It was run by, uh, I think an Indian tribe has it. They were kind of like um, the, the, the type of Indians that still live off the land. So they're living in this desert and there's this hole and uh, they start doing tests with it. And some of the stuff that they do is uh, they lowered a bucket of ice into the hole to see what would happen, what, what the properties would turn out. So what happened was um, when they pulled the bucket back up, the ice had no touch. It wasn't cold. It almost felt like glass. Uh, and then they tried lighting it on fire, and it caught fire, and then it wouldn't go out unless you put it out. But nothing deteriorated or anything, so it was basically like a constant renewable energy source that they think they found. So I guess one of the... Uh, one of the Greek fire. One of the guys who was there, one of the Indians, he had a new metal stove in his shit or in his um, wherever his hut or whatever he was living in <clears throat> he used this ice to heat his house because you know it's, it's easier than like getting new wood and stuff and uh it heated up his furnace so much that it actually started burning a hole into the ground and they didn't know how to stop it they ended up calling the uh government to come quarantine it and kind of get rid of it and turned into this big ordeal and, and this is just like one chapter of what happens with this whole Mel's Hole story like it continues and continues one of the things they do is they lower a sheep into the hole I think I think I was telling you this this morning and uh, the sheep was like screaming as it was being lowered in the hole because it's afraid of the dark right they had it in a cage and they could see it squirming once it was lowered into the hole but there was no sound anymore so the sound just basically disappeared and then after a couple minutes, it stopped shaking, and they lifted it back up, and it was dead. So they, they started dissecting it, and they found this, uh, I think it was like a lung or something, or an esophagus. Something was bigger than it should have been, and it was all this black goop inside. And they cut it open, and this creature came out. It was almost like it was in a, a womb in the sheep. And it was uh, like a small seal-like creature with human eyes. And that just like hearing that just gave me chills when I was listening to that broadcast. And and you can listen to all of this online. Um, it used to be on YouTube, but uh, for some reason, weird the government or Illuminati or whoever it may be Illuminati. took it down. So you can say whether it's real or fake, but I think the fact that somebody's trying to scrub Mel's hole from the internet is uh, actually a little bit more proof that it could be real. And is there no conclusion <laughs> or follow-up? There's no conclusion because ago, right? uh, what happened was um, the government paid Mel a bunch of money before he went to visit the Indians. This was like between his first encounter with the hole and his his one with the one in, in uh, the desert. The government offered him a check and what happened was they gave him this big lump sum of cash in his bank account and he moved to Australia for three years and... Uh, one day he woke up and the government took his money away and he had no money, he had no place to live, no nothing. So he was basically homeless and he had to get his nephew to bring him back home and he called Art and told him everything that happened, said, 
government was threatening him, saying that they'd put a conveniently find a meth lab on his property if he didn't take the money. So he took the money, he left, and now he's back, and he found this other hole, and he wants to do some research. And he called in a couple more times, and then after that, it just kind of faded off. Nobody's heard from Mel since after he kind of told the story about this second hole. But there's one thing that actually <clears throat> intrigues me about this story that makes me believe that it could possibly be real. As weird as this story sounds, is that... Mel sent in coordinates to Art saying that if you look on any satellite imaging, this square of exactly where both of these holes are is, is totally blanked out on any of the map imaging. Yeah. But everywhere else around it is perfectly fine. There's no naval bases, no army bases, or anything in that area. It's just blanked out. Yeah. There's no reason for it, no explanation. So I... I was interested in it. I thought, oh, this is just a silly story, right? Like, I don't believe any of this stuff. But when I looked online and I saw for myself on even Google Earth, you can find these coordinates online and look it up. And it's it's actually like a square perfectly cut out of where this hole would be. So it's it's like three miles cut out. Nobody can find this hole. But, I mean, if the government got to it, they probably did something to take care of it. So... Well, what bothers my mind is that if it's like a wormhole at the bottom of the hole or what we think is the bottom, or if it is just like, if it's an endless pit, it makes sense that his rope, if he keeps weighing like the the aggregate sum of like what the rope's weight is and then um, making sure that it keeps weighing that or whatever, otherwise it must have hit something or reached bottom. Like that, that would make sense if it was an endless hole, but if there's a wormhole or if there's like something else going on then it's really odd that he wouldn't see any fluctuation in the weight of his rope so well one of the theories is that it it, it isn't bottomless it does have a bottom it's just really deep down and yeah. that uh there's just a completely different alien race that's actually taking sanctuary in the middle of our earth which i find interesting because it's a cool theory. that would mean they'd have to have um evolves to adapt to that kind of heat and stuff but when you actually think about it the heat in the core of our earth is actually extremely similar to uh the heat that's on a lot of the other planets out there yeah so it's it's not improbable that there is life living in the middle of our earth it's it is improbable but it's not impossible you nothing know? is impossible so all this I stuff actually... i'm gonna say right now all of this stuff it's just to kind of get these stories out there. It's kind of to get you guys thinking and wondering and do some you research. Decide. But it's for you to decide. I honestly can't say if I uh, believe in any of this or not. I, I still am trying to figure it out. And I, I'm constantly researching this stuff. And I believe Connor is too. So It's funny you said the uh, aliens in the middle of the Earth one because I've actually... Are you going to say hollow Earth theory? Is no, I don't believe it's hollow. I think that... Um, our core is like obviously highly radioactive. If you even take like a rad counter to like a, a volcano, I'm pretty sure they pick up like tons of radioactivity from volcanoes. But it's like that the magma or I guess lava. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called when it's in the earth. But that's it's very close to the surface if you think about how huge our earth is and there could be like tons of layers. And there's a lot of folklore to say that there were people like subsurface and who knows if 
Like there were creatures who went subsurface before any of the cataclysms well, that Earth has gone through. If you think about it too, like the dinosaurs were walking the Earth, there's proof that there's dinosaurs that were walking the Earth. And a lot of those bones and stuff are buried so far down that it's honestly, it's it's possible that like if you think about the difference in how much the Earth has changed from prehistoric times to now, that at, at some point in time, the Earth could have been such a small layer where it was just like this really hot planet, and it just started getting layer and layer and layer and just growing like it has since prehistoric times, you know? Well, that's also like plate shifting and accumulation. Like, our planet hasn't accumulated a whole lot of matter over the last millions of years or whatever we've accumulated. Cosmic dust. And well, like you think about how how comets. deep some of the the trenches and stuff in the ocean are too. That it's it's honestly not impossible that something is down there though. Because like it's not our job to check though. Because if well, we do, then we might be like cracking huge fucking holes in tectonic plates and putting all of us at risk. So yeah, but like I think maybe um, even even sonar imaging or. Whatever you can do, but See, that's still, what they should use on that hole, is to see some... They tried, they had, yeah. he said um, he used, poli- like, a police radar type thing, too, where it shoots a radar down and it bounces off and yeah, it comes back, come back, and it nothing comes back, Shit. you know, like, he drops, like, TVs and refrigerators and stuff down there, and there's not a single noise, No, nothing ever hits the bottom, it doesn't even, like, makes a noise when it bounces off the wall once, and then once it's down, like, a hundred feet, it's it's... There's nothing. So, so what do just you think makes of, uh, what do you think of wormholes? Wormholes, uh, they obviously exist. I mean, if if one of the world's quote unquote smartest men in the world, which I'm not going to dispute, he's extremely intelligent for his like what he's involved in. Um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, if if he actually has like a a hypothesis that he can back up with some sort of research and data, then I mean, obviously, it's it's there. I mean, there's yeah. proof, right? So he's, he's kind of smart, but uh, he's kind of he's, cynical. He's kind of smart. I mean, he's incredibly smart. He's incredibly cynical too. I could probably figure out how to beat Halo faster than he could, but <laughs> wow, bro. Well, I mean, low blow. I got some game, bro. Yeah, he, he had a cute <laughs> wife. Stephen Hawking ain't got game, yeah, but. Insulting Stephen Hawking. What would yeah. Not insulting you. What would uh, Tim Robbins think? I'm just joking. Man. I don't know. What would Martin Lawrence think? I don't know. Martin Lawrence, we hope you're doing well, my friend. Speaking <laughs> of Martin Lawrence. Speaking of Martin Lawrence. That's actually the one conspiracy that we did talk about in the past. Yeah, let's talk about the Illuminati. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I actually don't know too much about it. I just know that... Let me tell you about it. People think they're everywhere. And so, I don't know how I feel about that. We'll start at the Vatican, because mm. I'm sure that a lot of people who discredit the Illuminati are some other faith that just discredit And uh, I guess the best way to put it is you look at pictures from the, uh, holy shit, he has it up. Thing exactly, that that's what you're going to talk about. This is funny, because as soon as you mentioned the Vatican, this is... Yeah. One that I had uh, researched. I actually have a couple that are involving uh, the church that I want to talk about. So basically, so. what I was going to bring up is that in the Vatican, the biggest sculpture in all of the Vatican is called... It's just a giant fucking pine cone. <laughs> but it, it's in the court of the pine cone. 
largest statue, so that's obviously like a huge sign that that's what they put importance on. On the top of the staffs that some of the archbishops use, a pine cone. Um, in this court of the pine cone, directly ahead of the pine cone is a giant reflective sphere. And what this is all representing is the pineal gland and the eye, which once you close off light, once you shut light out of the like the ocular cavities, then the pineal gland activates, and that's what they basically... The theory is that it flips basically the water inside the pineal gland. When you cut off light to it, it flips inside out, and then you start to actually be able to um, use that as an eye, and you see... You see things not in space-time, but in time-space. So um, time can move freely, but then uh, you are fixed in your position, so things move around you, and that's essentially what a lot of people believe is like the dream world or anything like that. And the article that uh, Kenny brought up, the chronovisor, it's actually a very similar concept where you're looking back into time so you've you've heard of this before then? Oh, absolutely. This one I I actually heard about from uh, Tell Him Steve, which I'm probably going to reference several times over over the portion of this podcast. So um, maybe explain the chronovisor in more detail. Essentially, the chronovisor it's it's actually theorized that uh, it is a uh, functional time viewer described by Father Francis Brune in his 2002 book. Le Nouveau Mystère du Vatican, uh, the Vatican's new mystery. Uh, he is the author of several books on the paranormal and religion. So essentially, his his book talks about how the Vatican built and and has access to um, basically a, a TV system, uh, a screen that can view into the past, right? And if you've seen the movie Contact with Jodie Foster, actually. They have a massive version of it in that movie. It's like basically the looking glass. and These are, it's not just one isolated case of the Vatican. These are supposedly all world governments at certain junction points around the earth have built um, basically these looking glasses, which you can see past, present, future with um, any think, location. And do you think it's possible to see into the future or travel to the future ever? I Oh, it's absolutely possible to travel into the future using near light speed technology and then coming back to Earth, you'll still be relatively same age as when you left, but then when you get off, everyone else will have aged like a couple, like as long as you want to stay but on time, that. time would have still passed. Like, it, for you, it wouldn't have passed at such a extreme rate, so you'd still be young if that's what you want to do. That, there, that is actually a possible time travel. That's like absolutely theoretically, not even theoretically, it's physically possible to travel into the future at an accelerated rate so that you'll still be the same age. And then everyone else around you will age and gone on with their lives. But you're saying if it's possible to see the future, one thing about seeing the future... It if hasn't you, happened yet, right? And if you see it, then it won't happen. And that's like the only problem with future viewing. Yeah, Maybe this chrono visor works. Maybe these looking glasses exist. But as soon as you see the future, that means it's that much more like it's less likely to happen if you start telling people about it, because people do everything in their power subconsciously to prevent that from becoming the future. Because 
it's like sci-fi. You look at sci-fi and, yeah, we have, like, these ideas, great ideas, but as soon as we come up with it, it's done. There's no point in doing it. It's not exciting anymore. Yeah. It's, it's the reason we don't have hoverboards right now, and we definitely oh, have the how technology. How fucking cool would it be to have hoverboards right now? All those fucking kids coming, with their Coming December uh, 2014, I hope. Do you think, like, could you imagine all those fucking kids with their longboards these days who go longboarding and stuff on fucking hoverboards? Like, all of my friends who have longboards have always had issues falling on those things, or, like... Saskatoon, especially. They have to swerve, Shit like, everywhere. downhill by the river. You have to swerve so fucking hard and you bail because you're trying to avoid going into the river on these steep hills. Could you imagine with a hoverboard? Bailing on a hoverboard would not be any But on a hoverboard, you wouldn't have to bail necessarily if you're going towards the river. Because you could just hover over no, the water. they don't work on water. Are you sure, though? I'm positive. It depends on the technology you use, though. If you yeah, were to use, okay, like, sonar technology my, or... My, my hoverboard concept Which is, not. what, air... Air-based? air Magnetic-based? Um, so yeah, the chronovisor, I don't know. I like this one because it would make sense that the Vatican doesn't want the world to have any way to see into the past. Because once you, you allow people to see what the church has done throughout history, or or what happened with Jesus, whether Jesus does exist or not, what really happened in the past, then it could either really hurt the religion, or it could really help it, or whatever it may be, it, it still could be devastating to the yeah, world, you know? It would destroy their religion. And I think that's the biggest reason why they would be hiding it. So this is absolutely plausible to me. I mean, with the technology that we have now, and, and technology is growing every single day, like there's huge leaps in technology if you think over the past hundred years how far we've gone mm -hmm. even in the past 20 years how far we've come it's it's unbelievable that that i would definitely not doubt that there's access to this especially since let's say the vatican's been around i don't know how long they've been but they've been around for like hundreds of years right mm -hmm. let's say since they built the vatican their one of their first priorities was building a way to see back in time there's absolute. It's absolutely plausible and probable that they've built something by now to do that in all those years, right? Absolutely. So, but even more likely would be what everyone everyone's always asking: What are the pyramids for? And uh, is this your next one, or kind of? It kind of ties into this because it's the looking glasses, which are the same as the chronovisor, but on like a much more massive scale that you basically sit in the middle of this thing and you see it all happen around you. And uh, the thing that really like caught my attention with this conspiracy theory uh, or conspiracy is the fact that the... I don't know if it's fact or not, but as far as I've read, the uh, dimensions of the pyramids in Egypt are the exact same as the ones in Mexico. I've actually heard that too. And then they've also found a pyramid in Antarctica as well as a pyramid off the coast of Cuba that's very far submerged that we've only been able to take pictures of lately as a result of uh, robotic submersibles. And they all have the exact same dimensions. They all seem, seem to all be on uh, like equidistant junction points that if you were to lay out like a map on the Earth, these would all be at like certain points. Hmm. So 
the the pyramid is missing its top, which we don't know what the top was made of. Maybe it was like quartz to resonate energy. I'm not sure, but the theory that I've heard is that this is used to channel energy into these looking glass structures that were ancient structures based off of our pineal gland to basically flip the water inside these things inside out into time and space so that you can view time space and basically look through it and uh with this whole theory was basically this huge problem that was the fact that past 2014 they could not see past it it just got blurry and they there's just nothing decipherable so that was like kind of the fear is that um this influence this grasp on the world this illuminati grasp was losing its uh strength and basically now instead of them looking into the looking glass using this information and manipulating reality to be their future something happened and they weren't able to see it and then now the power is back in the people and i actually i don't know this was like something i heard about like a couple of years ago and i'm starting to see it more and more like all those uprisings that have happened over the past couple of years and the change in consciousness even people who are very like opposed to becoming like more enlightened or just like becoming a better person or starting to actually act like that i feel like everyone in the world right now is starting to get on like the same same like betterment idea and like same uh concept of like contingency of power where we give the people the power something that was completely lost back in the days when the vatican was started but now it's actually starting to look like realities that maybe like it's like the protests right now in hong kong who would have ever thought that tens of thousands of people would protest in hong kong in a completely communist country and be able to get away with it when it's punishable by death yeah but it's like it's getting there and something is there and we don't know if that's if it's these conspiracies we're talking about but i don't know we can be happy that it is happening yeah i mean you can't really get too mad about change because everything's going to constantly be changing right so um one of the other ones let's talk about a pedophile now what do you mean a pedophile oh sorry you go on oh i see what you're saying oh Okay, because we're talking about the church here. I understand what you're saying. You know what's funny though, as you mentioned it. That, oh, she's a female. That the poet. power, yeah, the, the power mind, changed I, from. Uh, I thought you were talking about the new ar- the archbishop. You're saying <laughs> motherfucker, bitch. You're saying <laughs> that's you uh, that's the thing is that I was gonna say when when I was in high school, all I heard was about the church because I went to a Catholic high school. But it's kind of funny because now that I'm not in school. I honestly don't hear much at all about the Catholic Church, which is like hundreds of years ago, you couldn't do anything without Catholic Church ruling like everything, essentially, right? I think it's kind of like high school in general, though, because I wasn't at a Catholic high school and we still... It, it was still there, yeah, like oh, highly yeah. prevalent. Yeah. I don't know. I also feel like things have been like changing a lot more. People have become a lot more free to feel and be who, who they want to be, especially with like... Um, a lot more protesting going on, like you said, and like uh, gay rights and all that stuff. It's, it feels like the world's starting to come around a little bit more, and, and equality is starting to become a, a bigger, more more prevalent ideal. You know, it's so, like the uh, attitude that like everyone's always has a hard on for hippies, even though they have like the right uh, intention. But I think it's starting to get to the point where it's like 
fuck, why do we have to be hippies? Why don't we just be who we are? Just be people. Live how we are and try to be better people to each other. And yeah. through that, we can make the movement. Why make it, like, some huge mm-hmm. movement when we can just change it, like, psychologically? So, uh, back to a couple. We have, I have about three more. We have, like, about a half hour. So we'll try and rush through these a little bit. But, uh... <clears throat> The one that I, I heard about was actually from a podcast called Skeptoid that I kind of showed you. Um, it's kind of like this podcast that we're talking about right now. Um, it's all conspiracies and stuff, except this guy does high amounts of research. He sits and spends hours. He has a whole team that does research on these different conspiracies and myths and stuff, and he tries to crack them and, and, and either give um, proof or... or um, Debunk Debunk and it's actually like a really good podcast. Um, I don't know. I, I'd suggest checking it out if you're interested in this kind of thing. Uh, his his opinions are definitely varying, but uh, it's it's always good to have information, you know. Uh, this one I heard from him though. I was it was just a random one that I heard that there was a, a female pope once uh, named Pope Joan. And it actually piqued my interest because in uh, in high school, I was like driven in our heads that we weren't, we'd never have a female pope. There's never been a female pope. There's never been, like, women just weren't allowed to be anything. Basically, like, more than nuns as far as I know. And it already happened. But it already happened. Apparently, uh, it's a female pope who allegedly reigned for a few years sometime during the Middle Ages. And, uh. This guy on Skeptoid, actually, uh, Brian Dunning, he actually did some research to actually prove that there was a list of um, popes, and there was actually, like, uh, I think it was, like, 10-year period, 7-year period, something really weird like that. It was such a small chunk of time where a lot of them didn't have any pope in there, but some of them had Pope Joan. So it was almost like the church erased her from history, even though she was actually like a ruling pope. Um, So the first story appeared in 13th century chronicles and was subsequently spread and embellished throughout Europe. It was widely believed for centuries, though most modern historians consider it fictitious, perhaps deriving from historicized folklore regarding Roman monuments or from anti-papal satire. Um, So basically... Most versions of her story describe her as a talented and learned woman who disguises herself as a man, often at the behest of a lover. In the most common accounts, due to her abilities, she rises through the church's hierarchy, eventually being elected pope. However, riding on horseback, she gives birth, thus exposing her sex. In most versions, she dies shortly after, either being killed by an angry mob or from natural causes. Her memory is then shunned by her successors. So, the story that I heard, if I remember correctly, is that she was having an affair with another um, member of the church, but he was like a higher-ranking one, mm-hmm. and that's how uh, she became pregnant. So, this baby was actually basically the church's baby, and uh, she was killed after was the baby Jesus, came right? out. Yes, that baby, that baby was Jesus. No, uh, not at all. But, yeah, I don't know. I found this story a little bit interesting. Like, it just kind of went hand-in-hand hand with the <coughs> the chronovisor. Like, 
you never really know. The church is willing to cover up pedophilia and, and all kind of stuff, like, like stuff like that. Basis. Like like you told me last week, there's another freaking uncovery that this yeah, fucking these, archbishop these was sick, found sick with people, ten thousand photos of little boys. These sick people like, need help, and by help I mean a bullet in the head. And you know what I really think it is? I think it's just too much power. Like it goes to their heads. I was out having a smoke. You know what else I night. think it is? Is I think it's the fact that um, there's this whole thing that they're supposed to devote themselves completely to God. That they it's kind of forced out of their head to think of um, adult women in, in like a sexualized way. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels wrong. So for some reason that feels wrong to them, but being around children doesn't. And you know that's I don't know. I I have so many issues with the church and stuff I don't even want to get into, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the church is willing to cover up a lot of stuff, so, I don't know. I think they should just, uh, give us the chronovisor for public use, put one on, uh, every street corner. Would you... Not actually, because then everybody would be checking up on their exes, and seeing who stole the last cookie, you know. Seeing what's going to happen. You know, sorry mom, it was me who drank your coke, it wasn't my brother, you know. <laughs> See, that's the thing about like time travel, which is maybe another theory we could talk about. But it's like if you time travel to the past and steal something from somebody, they can basically maybe they will find out who the fuck you are, who's like descendant you are, and those kill them, and then you don't even exist. That's the problem with time travel. Same thing with chronovision. You can't look in the future because then you'll immediately want to change it. And yeah, like you can change it, but then you're sidestepping into a whole another uh, parallel reality. What would you say your your favorite time travel movie is? For me, it, it either it's either obviously Back to the Future or Looper. Back to the Future Two or Looper. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like the Butterfly Effect film. That was a good way of doing it. I like that. Um, me and my me and my old friend actually we <laughs> our friendship was ended because of that movie. Really. Um, because we both saw it at the same time, and uh, I had it in my head, because he lied to me so many times growing up that, that I had it in my head that he was a chronic liar. So I confronted him about it one day. I asked him if he saw this movie. He said, yeah, it was so good. I like when this part happened, this part. And he started talking about the ending, and the ending that he saw was that um, Spoiler he, he went back, or he went... A little bit back in time from when he, he met the girl that he falls in love with and basically just like told her to get stay the fuck out of his life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not right. The ending was actually way more badass than that. And he said, no, that's how it ended. There's a couple different endings. And that's the it. thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I told him to fuck off. I told him he's a liar and I didn't want to talk to him until he quit lying to me because I didn't know what else he was lying to me about. And it was this big, like nonsensical, like falling out. But two weeks later... I rented the butterfly effect. I started watching it, and that's how it ended. Oh, and I yeah. was confused. I thought maybe I had you probably saw came up with the wrong kind of, yeah. wrong ending. But yeah, well, no, the one, the one I where... saw was where he goes back to his mom's womb, yeah, and wraps his umbilical cord around his neck and kills himself that uh, way. Which you wouldn't have the arm tendon muscles to be. Well, able to regardless, I still think that's that's a really cool way to end the movie. You know, the fact that he like sees his whole life essentially and, and realizes how much misery and pain it's going to cause other people that. For the sake of the story, it was 
more worth it for him to end his own life at the beginning, yep. which is crazy, but... Um, Suicide is a terrible thing. Depression is a terrible thing. If anybody needs help, please talk to somebody. So well, I'm just saying for the sake of the movie, it was amazing. Rest in peace, Robin Williams, by the way. You were everybody's Shit. best friend. Shit, man. Brought that up. I brought it really heavy, really heavy. Um, favorite time <laughs> travel movie. Let's bump, let's bump the, the fucking This movie's back not going to bump your spirits. You can say Rick and Morty if you want. Oh, Rick and Morty is your favorite yeah. time travel. Well, that's movie. dimensional travel. That's not like... There's not really a lot of time travel in any way in what this about, show. What uh, about, like, Land of the Lost? That's kind of dimension travel, too. Time I travel. think Primer would be my favorite um, What's that one? time travel movie. It's, like, a very, like, well-grounded... It's, like, extremely grounded, but very confusing. But it's about a group of um, just kind of, like, homebrew scientists who are just working on this project in their garage. They put in... Fuck, I forget what they put in first, but they put something into the machine. And then when they they just put it in for like a couple seconds and they open it up again. And when they open it up, it has mold on it, hmm. showing that it's traveled to the future and then back again. Because it was already moldy? No. It, it, like, like it had, was fine, then they put it in, and then when they opened it again, it was moldy. It already molded, so it means it aged. Yeah. And then basically these like friends find out that they've figured out time travel using this like machine. And they start, I don't know how to, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but like shit just starts going fuck. You don't know which version of themselves are doing what because they start using it to make profit. They start time traveling back, knowing like dates of lotteries and all this shit. They do exactly what you'd want to do if you could time travel. And then you start realizing that like there are multiple versions of themselves because they're creating paradoxes. So they start having to take care of these paradoxes. In different ways, killing themselves, um, killing each other. And what's like, this movie called again? It's called Primer. Primer. And it's it's absolutely incredible for a time travel movie. Looper is very good, but it's it's not like um, it's too easy to poke holes in. And then yeah, it's just like a, it's a cool time travel movie. It's it's like a pseudoscience techno babble type time travel movie when Primer is like the closest you can get. Actually, uh, Planet of the Apes is probably one of my favorite. I've still time never seen movies. any of those, not even the new ones. And I've heard the new ones are really good. Oh, uh, that's I'm, the thing is with me. I have a lot of movies that everybody has seen and loved, and I, I'm, I still haven't seen half of them, three quarters of them. I've only seen, oh shit, just a couple of them recently. You know, so. Um, time travel is probably my favorite genre, though. So I can just go on forever and ever. Oh yeah. Time travel movies. And let's let's hear uh, another one from you. Do you have another one? Another conspiracy? Yeah, one of your one of your good ones that you want to mm. talk. Another one would be that. So this one's kind of a larger one because like could never end talking about it. But I'll basically start that there's this theory that we're not actually supposed to be here. And when I say we, that's just I've. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm not supposed to be or if it's just humans in general, but we're not from here. And I'm sure that there are like Neolithic people who were from here who had been living and then we came here and we mixed our genetics with them. And I, I, I think at this point we, I don't know. I don't know if this is my actual opinion or it's just something I'm intrigued by, <laughs> but 
the theory that we're from Mars and or another planet very similar, and to me it makes complete sense because humans have such difficulty giving labor on this earth, like giving birth to a child. Our bodies aren't built for it. We're not built to take a shit on this earth. All all these things that every other animal on this earth that has evolved to basically be functional with, we aren't functional with. Our heads are too big when we're born. Every other animal when it's born is ready to fucking go, ready to ready to start living and we aren't. We have to be cared for. We have to be basically pampered or else we'll die. You need to be touched by another like human being in quotations. I don't know. It's like our we get bone problems. We get um, we get all these problems that have to do with aging, and maybe that's our food. Maybe it's like I don't think it's the, the way. Maybe it's us poisoning our atmosphere with uh, radio waves. I feel like, but our bone structures decay much faster, and they like get all ratchet and fucked up. Not no other animal on Earth gets that messed up with old age. They just die eventually. That's know, like, one of my biggest peeves. Though is like. People saying that like you're you're eating unhealthy, you're gonna die sooner, all this stuff, you know, or like, oh, you're drinking from a plastic cup, uh, you're gonna get cancer from it and stuff, and I, and I don't people truly like do truly believe that, but I, I honestly don't, and I, I think as a human race, we're actually doing really well for ourselves. Oh yeah, um, we're incredibly robust. You can I eat mean, next to anything. If you think about it this way, um, even. A hundred years ago, our life expectancy was incredibly shorter, and, and to this day, yeah, we have a, a lot of problems. We're still sorting it out, but we don't have nearly as many issues as as we did back then. Like cancers, cancer seems more prominent now, but I think it's because back then it, it wasn't as uh, diagnosable. Yeah, like all these problems the that box. that we have, they just weren't as diagnosable. We just kind of people just kind of died from it and people just thought it was natural because like you have all these people dying at 50 from lung problems or whatever else but it's like oh it's just because he smoked or whatever it's the dust from the horses or whatever it may be but it could have actually been lung cancer and i, I feel like a lot of people are are saying like oh we're all more sick and we're more our lives are being ruined and by all the stuff that we're eating and drinking and it's like nothing's in good nothing is good at in like an excessive amount but oh, in moderation absolutely. everything's fine you know yeah. like if i want to drink but not like, everything like, soda pop like okay you're the like one person in the world who should be backing me up i'm backing you especially up. like because it comes with like um i do agree with you but drugs everything time, like that like i in, don't in put moderation. drugs that are bad for me in my body though that's the thing but like in general when it comes especially when it comes to food like i don't believe eating a cheese slice is gonna Reduce my life expectancy or give what me cancer. What if it cancer. oxidizes, Kitty? What if it oxidizes in your... Then I'm still going to live 50 years longer than I would have liked when I was 100 years ago, yeah. you know? I so agree with you on that. My that's that's, my, that's that... like my biggest peeve because I, I, I'm I'm sorry I'm on like a tangent rant about oh, this, but it's because every day I like I come to work or I go to I go home or I go somewhere else and like I show up every couple days. It's like... A, I don't know. I, I pretty much every day I get a Slurpee. Keeps me cool throughout the day. And I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. So I feel like, hey, it should be okay for me to have this. Do you know why it keeps you cool? Throws me because well, it's fucking frozen, dude. Do you know why <laughs> it's frozen? Uh, salt. Because it's delicious. There's so much salt in that Slurpee that it can stay cold. And there's no problem with that. That's fine. I'm just saying that's why. 
Then how do you expect my water is cold? To put in the fridge. It's okay. in an insulated container. Okay, but my Slurpee was in the fridge all day too. So basically back to my, <laughs> my theory Sorry. that I was talking about. I don't believe we're from here. I don't think... I think we're very robust creatures and that... Maybe we, we're from here. Like, anyone who's currently on Earth... I guess this is disputable as well because we're talking about conspiracies. Any human that has basically been born on Earth in the last how many years is from Earth. We are from here. But at the same time, we're not physically built to be from here. And lots of different races are built to be better suited for Earth to give unnatural or just natural childbirth without any complications. And I think it's incredible that we're so fucking close to Mars and we haven't tried to go yet, and I'm happy that that's a current goal, because I think that once we do get there, everyone's saying those people will be bored of their minds, I think there's going to be this huge fucking revelation that, holy shit, this is where we're meant to be, and this feels like home. You know what, though? Like, my thing is, is they should be sending out experts and stuff, and, like, Virgin Airlines has one of the first ships that's going to Mars, and I, I honest to God, feel like Justin Bieber bought a plane ticket he's he has a seat on that first ship to mars and i honestly feel like him going up to mars isn't going to benefit the human race like like stuff like like that but but i feel like it's going to generate cash yeah it will benefit because it's going to fund future endeavors i don't know i feel like we should be sending out people who can actually like start farming it and and all that stuff and start making resources there if they do um so do you feel like if you need an employee do you feel like a lot of the people in this world are sometimes um, cold-blooded. Fucking it. Or especially our leaders. Do you feel like our leaders are a little bit cold-blooded? More so the Are you trying to say they're elites? reptiles? <laughs> Just trying to say they're fucking reptiles, man. I thought that's what you were getting to. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. I, I believe there were maybe we're a mix of something from another planet. There's a reason we didn't develop so smoothly up here, even though we're incredibly robust. There's something going on that we have to like figure out in our past origins. And uh, I don't know. So I basically, think your, your conspiracy is that we have like an alternate history that we don't know about. Absolutely. And it's, that's a fact. For Which sure. is a fact. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck our history is. And I wish we did. We have amnesia, like cultural amnesia, and it's just so weird looking back at like technological discovery, how how it went. Like you'd think that, like okay, intuitively, I discover how to print a book, then screen printing should be like invented like right after that, or something like that. It's like oh, okay, I just have to get the ink on the paper in like a discreet way, and it's like no, screen printing was made in the twentieth or. Yeah, 20th century instead. And I don't know. Like, obviously, individuals discover technologies and they never spread and they die before they can be discovered. And there's tons of intelligent... Like, I'm sure the people in the past were smarter than people today. But it's, like, really odd with the amount of time we've supposedly had here that there wasn't, like, a little blip. So let's talk about the reptiles. Uh, our, our uh, how about how about on the on the topic of going to Mars? Okay. Have you heard of the lost cosmonauts? Yes, I have. What do you know about them? They're Russian, right? Yeah, uh, alleging, quote unquote, alleging that Soviet cosmonauts entered outer space, but without their existence having been acknowledged by the Soviet or Russian space authorities. 
So what I know is that there were individuals using ham radios to pick up the signals from the space shuttles and that's because there's so many people trying to listen in, pick up these signals. I've heard that there's like burning, people burning alive in these space I've shuttles. Heard, I've heard actually some of the uh, dogs, some of the audio from the lost cosmonauts and, and it's it's eerie. Like even I if it, put it isn't, the even if it isn't people burning alive, just that audio file gives me chills. And and I like like you said, I wouldn't put it past I wouldn't pa- put it past anybody to do that, especially Russian with the space race. Because right? of that dog, yeah, just briefly interject saying, uh, if you're listening right now, look up the Russian dog head experiment where they oh, severed yeah. a dog's head, hooked it up so that it was functional again, and then. Basically reanimating the dog's head. This is something that you were telling me about. This actually yeah. happened. Hey, there's video. Yeah, there's there of a full it. video of um, them putting uh, reanimating a uh, dog's smelly head. next to the dog. It would start sniffing it. You can see all the wires. There's nothing. Is it? It's not animatronic. No, nope, this think? is like back in the I don't even know 20s or 40s or it was back in black and white days well, when I mean, everything was black and white. You know when life used to be black and white, Kenny. <laughs> and then silent. Life used to be silent. Yeah, the Lost Cosmonauts is another good one. Uh, check that out if you haven't. Um, we'll do one more, and then we'll maybe talk a little bit. We have both. Oh fuck! I gotta go. Legit. Yeah. I'll just run run through this last one. Did you know that the Nazis have a secret Antarctic fortress from World War Two? There's actually, this is uh, one that I read up online. I find this incredibly yesterday. interesting. I would like to go there. <clears throat> Last night I was reading about it, and um, they're actually saying that Hitler's still alive. That somebody, that somebody faked, they faked his death and moved him to a Antarctic fortress. Still alive? That's what they're saying. I don't know. Or I was alive know. past when people thought he was dead. Um, shit, maybe I really like that one. That it, cult stuff. It'd be interesting, it and and nobody's nobody's researching Antarctica really, right? My other favorite one is uh, one I heard on Coast to Coast yesterday. It just made me laugh. That uh, basically the theory is uh, Marilyn Monroe's death was faked by the British intelligence, and uh, after her death was faked, they trained her to be an assassin, and she was actually the one that shot. JFK. <laughs> yeah, that's some. That's like some fucking out there. So uh, yeah, I heard that and it made me laugh. Uh, the guy who claimed to do it was a time traveler. Oh shit, we didn't even get to the one. Well, we'll have another part two in the future. Well, yeah, we'll come back to conspiracies eventually. There's one time traveler we really wanted to talk about that we didn't get to get to. But John, if you hear us, please call in next episode. John, You'll know my phone number, Mister John. Um, if you made it home safely, please let us know that you made it home safely. And if you hear this, please, please let us know that, uh, you've heard this. We hope you're not out of time. Oh, shit. Dude. Are we out of time? We should probably take off our tinfoil hats. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has been another Bad Sun podcast. And, uh. We are the Bad Sons. We will talk to you next week. Talk to you all again next week. Thank you for joining us in the kingdom of Nye. Seriously, though.
check out our bell. He's the fucking bomb!